Welcome to Movie Butts. This is our podcast where we do a bunch of math to determine the best and worst of a certain topic, whether it be a movie, studio, series, filmmaker, anything in between. Um, I'm Arnie Joe. I'm Dane. And uh, what did we uh, what did we watch this week, Dane? Uh, we watched uh, the best and the worst of Harmony Corinne, and that was Gummo and spring breakers so it's interesting that dane said gummo and spring breakers because theoretically i think we generally say the best before the worst isn't that right um oh yeah but but this is a really weird situation i find myself in so critically and commercially not necessarily fan response, but commercially in regards to money, Spring Breakers is Harmony Corinne's uh, best film. So it, it is, it's his only film to actually turn a profit. Um, mm. It's also the only one to get not a certified fresh, but a, but a relatively fresh uh, rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it seemed that the critics didn't hate this one, which is something that is very easily seen and noticed in regards to all of his other movies. The critics don't like them. So yeah, he's not well-liked among critics. No. I got that much. No, but yeah. the other film, the film that we ended up going with, and, and one of the reasons I ended up picking it was because uh, was Gummo. Um, it's his first film. Um, it was absolutely, dis- it's like actively despised by critics. Mm-hmm. Now it didn't. It lost a lot of money. It was actively despised by critics. It did have. It does have an actual relatively high audience um, reception. So the the people like it. But mm-hmm. um, I thought that that was an interesting one to tackle in comparison to what could be seen as his best film, uh, if it comes to pure statistics, which is Spring Breakers. Uh, are you okay, Dane? If we start with Gummo and. Um, work our way to spring breakers this time yeah sure I, why not i think the cat's it, I out think of the it, bag i think it makes sense um to speak about gummo and then spring breakers simply because i think context um is quite important with this one would you agree Mm-hmm. cool okay so um uh do you mind telling us a little bit about gummo dane um okay so it doesn't follow a linear or traditional narrative it's more like a series of sketches or vignettes that um occur within like a group of people in 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 this town a town that's been ravaged by a tornado and it's basically just follows a number of characters in their day-to-day lives living in this ravaged town cool uh so I think uh, I think a good way to describe it is it's it's a lower middle class uh, town and this most is lower of, class. There's yeah, no not middle. lower middle. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, Far it's, from it's bottom of the bottom of the barrel, um, lower class uh, people who I think live quite in a quite a grotesque environment. So a lot of the characters, um, particularly the two main ones, uh, are seen throughout the film murdering cats. Um, to sell to a, was it a grocery store or a restaurant? 
Yeah, um, something. I didn't. I I thought maybe it was a butcher or something, but yeah, I, he's he's the layout of his shop didn't really give much away as to what that guy does. I thought he was a grocer and he was selling it to restaurants. But anyway, like, what are some what are some of the um what are some of the kind of set pieces that are in this film? Uh, well, I I think if you do have any main characters, it's the the two kids that go around uh, killing the cats with their BB guns, and. I mean, there's there's a there's a scene where they they have a cat strung up onto a tree, a dead cat, and they're just whipping it mindlessly. Like they even look bored by doing it. They're just whipping this dead cat with sticks. Is that what a set mm. piece is? I guess. Like, what's kind of like you said they're vignettes. So it's just um, yeah. Well, if it's we like could that's describe a scene. What what happens? Yeah, yeah, because because that's <laughs> a scene in it. It just happens, yeah. and they're not they're not at that place beforehand. They're somewhere else. Every time it cuts to them, they're somewhere else, and it never feels like it's the same day or or anything at all. It's it's very disconnected. One thing that like one scene they're talking to this guy, and then we follow some other characters who are like living in garbage or whatever, mm. and then you just cut back to these kids and they're just mindlessly whipping a dead cat and then mm. we cut away to someone else and we see another gross thing happen. Mm. Yeah, it's it's it mainly follows uh children and some I'd say middle like mid not I wouldn't say middle aged, but people in their early thirties, mid twenties, would you say? Yeah. Um everyone's young and impressionable and and just bored. I think this movie is about bored people and what to do when you're bored without money and without anything necessarily to do apart from, I guess, create chaos, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I can, I can, it's, it's very, this film's very visceral. Um, every, I think every image is designed to make the someone, not necessarily everyone who watches it, but a large majority of the audience upset. Would you, would you agree with that, <laughs> Dane? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a very counterculture film. Mm. And, um, I, I think that like, there's two ways to watch it, depending on what kind of person you are, you're either going to find this film, uh, kind of funny and a little endearing, mm. uh, more interesting than anything, mm. uh, or you will be horrified. Mm. And I think because most uh, professional critics, especially back in 1997, before you had Joe Blow movies or whatever, just some amateur guy doing it, they were all like prestigious people who lived in middle, upper middle situations and they write their fucking movie reviews and pretend that they're important. People who spent $50,000 on a journalism degree. And, yeah. and work at a newspaper and stuff like that. Yeah. You know? uh, they. It's not a surprise to me that they hated the movie mm. because it, I think it is kind of directly attacking people like them or it's meant to in, in offend elicit them. offense from them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, um, I, a lot of the, again, a lot of the reviews are basically saying that it's something that should never have been put to film <laughs> that it's just vulgar and that it's disgusting and all these all these everything under the sun you can think of negative people would say you know about this film uh, i think pretentious is another thing that that this film gets called quite a bit i think that's right. something that harmony corinne um 
is gets called quite a bit quite a bit what did you generally think of this film i liked it i didn't uh i didn't love it and i'll probably never watch it again but it's all right i think it's pretty good it's interesting you know Mm. what about it what about it um interests you um so i i liked the non-linear the non-linear structure of it it was more meant to capture a vibe, like a feeling of these people's lives. Mm. Um, and I think it worked really well. And there's a lot of things in it. Like sometimes characters will uh, address the camera. Like they'll not talk to the camera and break the fourth wall. It Sometimes that you can clearly see that they're aware of it. And I think that's because a lot of them aren't professional actors. They're people who just really live, uh, like, I think, around the area. Adults so tr- Adults literally chased Harmony Corinne and the cameraman away from children who he was filming because they thought that he was trying to shoot child porn. Right. Yeah. But, and and they just assumed <laughs> that because... Maybe because oh, of the, where the they are. Is. You know, maybe where yeah. they are and... Um, who the, the the kids that he's probably approaching are probably impressionable and that's something that may have happened but mm. that's that just that's a, just a testament to the environment that he's filming in right that that's the automatic assumption is that he's trying to shoot child porn yeah i guess that they would assume that something wrong is happening wrong is happening because probably in this environment something wrong is generally happening, you know? <laughs> yeah, it always... It, I feel like it is definitely trying to push your buttons mm. and and presenting incredibly depraved things, mm. but it never goes over the top like some sort of, you know, heavy metal band doing a deliberately gross thing and, and thinking they're hardcore. No. Like, he just... Like, uh, example, there's, a one, there's one scene or a segment, whatever, where the boys go to some guy's house and then he's like, you got the money. They give him money. And then he's like, I'll check if she's ready. He pops behind this door and he's like, yeah, put that nice thing on. And then this kid goes in and just presumably has sex with her. And then the guy sits out and has a conversation with this other little kid and they're just children. Um, and then I think the girl has like some sort of mental disability or something, Mm. but it sounds way more vulgar when you say it than how it's presented. Yeah. Like they don't sugarcoat anything and they really don't try to um, go over the top with it either. It's just sort of a deplorable thing that's just presented free of judgment, free of anything. He just kind of sits it there. Yeah, when with the this the scene with the girl with the down, with down syndrome and the little kid is almost sweet. You know, um, up until that point, it was again, you know, it's quite icky the situation, you kind of know what's happening. But after they start talking, he presents them in a way that um, I think may have even upset people more who are inclined to not want want to be shown that side of it. You know, like they if, if something like this yeah. is happening, you can't be sympathetic for anyone, you know? No, the scene should end with the police showing up <laughs> and that man being arrested. Basically, but that's not yeah, that's not something that um we're gonna get given in this film and we're never given that. Um one thing that I really quite liked is it's ve- it, it would be very easy for a film like this to be um 
uh, preachy in the sense that, you know, these are people that uh, want to be dislocated from their environment, that don't want to be there, that are constantly talking about moving on and, you know, being upset. But they, they tend to, everyone tends to get by and everyone tends to Get along. Get along and try their best um, in the environment. Without again, you know, like it, it could be very. This could be a whiny film talking about lower class people wanting to mm. get out. You know, which I think is something that's generally presented when you have people that are just living and that are kind of, I don't want to say happy, but are um, content. You know. Yeah, it's not presented as a as a nightmare scenario. It, a lot of it feels very much like we're what like you're watching a documentary. Yep. Um, it it has that same vibe to it. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but it's um, but it works and it's really good and the performances are on point because they're all real people. Mm. Um, except for sometimes when clearly they do have to act and they're not great actors because again, they're not actors, but you, that I didn't really, I, it, it pinged in my head, but I wasn't like, no, the acting. The, the, there was a, the, there was one moment that was clearly acted, but I thought was still good. And that was the scene. There's a scene where the, one of the two boys is just like working out in the basement <laughs> for some reason, just staring yeah. at himself doing weights and his mum comes down. And I think of all the actors, I think the mum is an actress um, yep. and she st- put, just puts a fucking fake gun to his head and it's just like, give me a smile, smile or I'll blow your fucking brains out. Smile for me, <laughs> smile for me, I'll blow your fucking brains out. You know, like it's really intense scene and it's that's that's one of the probably the, the moments in the film that was definitely scripted and I, f- mm-hmm. I found it quite good, you know, I quite like that no, scene. No, and yeah, and when they are scripted, they're really well written. Yeah. And, and, the, and the dialogue's sharp. Mm. Um, also I like, cause you can describe that scene as the kid working out in the basement, Yeah, but the basement is fucked. Yo, it's, it's so like, cooked. It's filled with a, a garbage, I guess, but it's clearly like just possessions that have just been purchased over time. You know, it's kind of no, like, no, 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 no. it's not that it's, it's, there was a, there was a hurricane and everyone was dislocated and things weren't going well and everyone's mm. just scavenged shit. You know, they, they've got, I think they've just gone and either gone and collected the stuff that they had that's flown around everyone just shoved it in the basement. Or yeah. I think that they've just flogged it from people. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know, but it's like, it's not stacked neatly or anything. It's all just shoved like garbage mm. into the corner. And there's a bit of cleared space in front of this uh, mirror, which takes up the wall. Mm. And um, the kid tapes together a bunch of cutlery uh, and has like two of these taped together cutlery weights. And then he's a really skinny kid. Yeah. And he starts lifting weights in front of this mirror. And the whole thing is so bizarre to look at. Yeah. But you do feel like these are real people the mm. whole time. Mm. I would love to see how much of this actually was scripted. And how much of this was just pure inspiration and using the environment to... um to uh, to to your advantage uh, to his advantage you know what i mean it would be very interesting to yeah. see what the ratio is what do you think cuz i reckon it's mostly improv i would i would say so as well i think he'd have scenarios and i think he'd just um he'd give them prompts probably 
um, and know what he needs to get out of them. But I don't think it would have been scripted. I don't think uh, the cast essentially could have handled scripts. To be perfectly no. honest, I think um, not. That's not to. That's not saying that they're. You know, I, they're just non-actors. You know, I I know so many non-actors that just, you know, that could I could definitely get a good performance out of, but it it's rarely with a script. Um, yeah, I think that he probably, if there is a main story, I think it's the story of the boys who have who are killing the cats, mm. and they have competition in another kid, mm. and then and he looks after his sick grandmother who's at home on this machine. And they break in there to kick his ass and mm. then they end up just turning off the grandmother's machine mm. and killing her. Uh, that's the most... Casually. Yeah. That's the most uh, linear plot you'll find throughout mm. the whole thing. And I, I think that that was probably the narrative he had in there. My- A bunch of other things as well, maybe, but that really stood out to me. It's like, I think that was meant to be the like the main story. One of my favorite gags in the film, uh, it's not a, a gag movie, but it's certainly funny most of the time. Like a lot of the time, there's a lot of funny, but it's not like gags. Mm. Um, there's a point where they're breaking into this kid's house and, you know, the grandmother's there in palliative care. And um, the little boy finds photographs of the, the little boy just uh, clearly they're a cross-dresser and um, there's like all these photos of the the boy dressed as a girl and he just nonchalant just puts them back but he responds when he finds a, a like a gay porn magazine like I don't know if you found that funny but like yeah it's like the penny <clears throat> didn't drop for him until he's like oh he's got a boy one you know <laughs> <laughs> like it's like you you were just looking at photos of him dressed as a girl like what do you what are you thinking you know um yeah what do you think of the te- that there's a a lot of people online that like this film um keep calling it beautiful the word okay. beautiful comes up a lot when when in regards to um uh talking about this film what do you do you, what what do you think of that as a statement well, I mean, like your sort of typical David Lynch fanatic would say things like, like David Lynch has said, uh, even a saw, like a grotesque saw can be seen as beautiful. And if you're looking at it from that perspective, like how the rotting carcass of an animal can be seen as beautiful because it's part of its cycle or whatever, uh, then yeah, I could, you know, I wouldn't say that. But mm. I can see why some people would, and I'd probably agree with that perspective. Mm, I don't know. Like, for me, I think this film is purposefully ugly. You know, I think this film is um, yeah. thoroughly and on purpose a bit grimy and stuff. I think it's, I think it's uh, a very interesting and uh complex and you know that it, it's showing a lot of different things but i don't know i just have a weird uh, aversion to the word, word beautiful being used to describe this film i think yeah, he I was think i think he was trying to do the opposite if anything well i think it's that mentality of you know like a that photographer who uh pinned a rabbit carcass to his wall and then just like took a photo of it every day and then it gradually just turned to mush Mm. is probably was looking to find some beauty in a sense of the word. But yeah, like I wouldn't call it beautiful, but I can understand that maybe Harmony Corinne 
would be thinking along those lines, like the highlighting the the gross, the the things that we don't like to think about mm. but are there. Mm. He just is filming that and just putting a spotlight um, on that. Is there uh, anything in particular about this film you didn't like, or what's what's what apart what about this film do you think is going to make you not want to watch it ever again? Um, <clears throat> I I I I do have a problem with um watching a film that doesn't have a linear narrative for, or something linear for my brain to just keep track of. Right. Um, cause otherwise it's, it's very scattered and all over the place. It's very deliberate and it, it is nice, but that that's kind of frustrating. So for you, that's and, a taste thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, um so is that, also is that the maybe, reason, is that something that you would say is a down point for the film? No, because it's a necessity for the film to be what it is. Mm. It's just one of those things that you have to, um, you know, cut loose. You can you can have it one way or the other. You can't have it both. Mm. And it doesn't mean that this is made wrong. It's just made different. Sure. Um, as opposed to something that's purely based on your taste, um, what's something about this film that you think doesn't work? Oh, it doesn't work? Mm. I don't know. That's hard because I I feel like for what he was trying to do, everything worked. Mm. Uh, I could see him like looking back at this and be like, I got to make exactly what I wanted. I mean, for me, just like the, the linearity thing and like the ending is fucked because because of the nonlinear structure, it you're not you don't see an end coming yeah it just so it feels like it and it's it feels like it could end at any moment and you're just kind of then come on are you is this going to end soon um because we're not coming to a big climax or anything we're just watching some i don't know girl eat bugs or something i that that didn't happen but it's that type of shit i had the opposite uh feeling towards this film i the ending just happened for me i was not like waiting for it to happen it just kind of happened i'm like oh fuck it's over, you know. Mm. Oh, there was no, I was, there was no point. I was quite enjoying it, and um, I think yeah. I think was expecting maybe something to be a bit more, um, you know, concise in regards to an ending. So I was a bit like ah, when it just ended. Um, for me, the something I didn't like is I would just delete the scene with Harmony Corinne and the gay, um, the game Black Midget. Um, that <laughs> scene was. That that was tipping very close to pretentiousville for me, you know. I'm like, okay, you wrote a scene for yourself with a gay black midget where you get you actually got drunk and you just rambled on, and it's I guess meant to be profound. Um, that one scene was the only thing that I'm just like, fuck you, you know. Okay, I thought it was meant to be funny. And uh, I found it funny. I probably would just like cut that scene in half though. Yeah, I I, I think, I guess probably by the end of it, that's when I was kind of like, fuck you. So maybe you're right. If it was a bit shorter, it might not have been as, um, I don't know. For me, it was just abrasive. It's just like, it's like um, this film is quite good at um, uh, building a, uh, of course it depends on what kind of person you are. Of course, if you're from some different kind of, background that's never seen any sort of poverty in your life which i'm sure both of us have 
um, then maybe it's hard to get into the into the world. But um, all of this, I, I was kind of really sucked in and, and believed a lot of the drama and believed a lot of the characters. Um, but that scene, I knew that that was the director <laughs> and it just yeah. kind of... And, and I, I, knew, I knew it was, I knew it was him too. And I didn't even know what he looked like and I didn't know it was him, but you could just tell, you could tell that, it, that it was him because yeah. he just stands out. He does stand out very, very much so in that film. Um, so yeah, I think maybe it just felt a bit too, uh, man behind the curtain for me, if you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, other than that, oh, quickly, I think this movie is completely and utterly... Um, I think he did a lot of good work with acting and filming, but this film, honest to goodness, would not be what it was if it was not for the editor. The yeah. This film was completely and utterly made in the edit, in my opinion. I think a lesser editor would have made a hot piece of fucking garbage, to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest. Um, the sound cues, the use of music, the 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 way that the scenes bleed into each other, um, you know, it's not like they bleed into each other in a sense that where there's like um, crossovers and stuff, but the it, it flows well, you know, it's not too jarring from one scene to another. Would you agree? Yeah, and um, I think that also every scene has something interesting and real happening in it, mm. even though it has nothing to do with anything else yeah because it just felt to me and i think i haven't seen any of his other films but spring breakers is kind of like this as well where he's just trying to capture moments on film Mm. that relate to the theme which is unavoidable because they're filming in real places with real people I, i was i was reading a review where someone was saying that it's contrived that he used the tornado as or hurricane as a kind of a uh, an excuse to just show depravity. And I don't know if I got that. I, I, I think it's just, I think, I think the, the use of having the tornado being a part of this town is just probably a way to ease people into this environment, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's just a really weird thing to say. That know. sounds like someone who's very desperate to not sound like it. smart and shit on it and convince others not to like mm. it just because they were scared by children in poverty. Yeah. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be committed to film. Movies are meant to resemble what I think real world issues should look like and how they should go. So anything that doesn't agree with me should not be committed to film. Mm. Don't make me uncomfortable, please. Mm. I cannot fucking believe that anyone said it shouldn't be committed. Yeah. Uh, to film. Someone also said that um the the thing that capture a critic said that the thing that encapsulate encapsulates this movie more than anything is when uh, at the beginning monologue he talks about looking up the skirt at a vagina of a girl who's flinging to her death <laughs> and how that and how that just sets up the movie for failure it's some of these critics are just kind of like from the beginning just it seemed like they just weren't happy and I, I could it be um, could, do you think it could have to do with like in, like outsider syndrome that this is someone who's made a movie completely outside of the system? I know because I think if he had have made you know one million dollar La La Land, they would have loved, loved it. it. Yeah, yeah, but I think with this, <clears throat> also they can probably tell that he is trying to poke 
people like them a bit. He is he is he is poking the bear very very mm. much so. Um, but I think without him doing that, this film would be quite uninteresting, to be honest. You yeah, know, it's it really does hinge on that. But it's- were you um were you did you, was it as messed up as you thought it was going to be? Because I heard that this film was like yeah, all that shit shouldn't be committed to film. It's a, it's despicable. It's it's grotesque. I'm yeah. I I watch everything. I watch anything. I'm quite desensitized to these things. Right. So for me. Um, I, again, I have a, I I think I have mild OCD. So this movie did flare that up a few times just because of aesthetic things. Yeah. Just because of how messy. Just how, not, not like messy as in like, oh, there's mess everywhere, but just certain things were just done in the wrong order or something was just done wrong and Mm. it, it made me feel uncomfortable, but. No, I, I don't know. I was I was kind of laughing at the scene where they're just flogging the dead cat, you know, and yeah. um, you know, that I was I was either I was either quite endeared by the characters or I was laughing at not at them but kind of with them. There was it was never in ridicule. There was there was never a point where I was laughing in ridicule. Maybe maybe the point where the guy gets beaten in an arm wrestle by a midget and then proceeds to just break things. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I, I think I was actively laughing at him at that moment because mm, he's a fucking every, idiot. But all the other characters were. Yeah, I mean, ex- that was funny. Exactly, that was really funny. And then, and then he um, smashes the table up and then they all start cheering him on, encouraging him to beat up the chair. Yeah. And he starts punching the chair up and breaking the chair and then they're like, go on, kick his ass, kick his ass, just, get him. And then they just don't have tables and chairs then. They're just sitting around the walls. Yeah, he he like, just oh smashes everything up. Yeah, but the thing is, they, they'll just go and find some more on the street, you know? Like, it's just not mm. not a big deal. Um, f- at, When it comes to my OCD, the thing that really, really got under my skin is uh, one of the closing scenes, the... um. Is it uh, Solomon? I think it was his name, the younger one. Um, he's in the bath, and his mu- and like the, the the fucking bathroom is the most pig shit, disgusting <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. You know, <laughs> there's fucking bacon tape to the wall. The bath water's green, and he's just putting his head underwater and like looking at the camera, and like everything's cooked. And his mum comes in with um, spaghetti bolognese and a glass of milk. Now. I don't think I need to explain how that combination is gross. You know, like, yeah. like, uh, no offense if you if anyone drinks just glasses of milk, but just something about that with dinner really stresses me out to begin with. And he's eating it over the dirty bathwater. Yeah, and 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 he's got like, yeah, he's just oh, he's eating it in the bath, and then and then these two kids come up to the door, and um, they uh. Actually, no, 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 no. That's not that's not the right order. His mum then proceeds to wash his hair while mm. he's eating in the bath. Yeah, and she, some of the shampoo oh, gets into the spaghetti. Nah, and he that, just keeps eating. That's that. No, nah, that that was literally the the. I, I was witnessing them essentially fuck a girl with Down syndrome, fucking murder cats everything under the sun but as soon as she like looks at her hand and she's like oh fucking like you know like make sure like to get the fucking soap off and it goes in it in the food do you know what got me what got you not that i sat through the shampoo getting into the spaghetti 
Um, okay, whatever. I think I was even laughing at, at that scene. <laughs> um, and it was then when she gets the chocolate, when the, the two kids come up and they sell her a chocolate bar. Um, and then she brings the chocolate bar into him while he's still in the bath eating his spaghetti and drinking his milk. And then she hands it to him. She's like, dessert. Then he opens it up, drops it into the, <laughs> into the dirty bathwater, still not grossed out. But then there was something about just the sight of this kid eating the chocolate bar that I, and, and that holds on the kid for so long. He's just slowly eating this chocolate bar and it's huge and he's so small. And I was just like, gross, enough, next scene. I don't want to watch this. I think that was the best scene of the film, you know, because it, it, it did get that response out of me. And, and, you know, just little details like the fact that he hadn't finished eating his dinner. And the mum's like dessert. And I'm like, oh, just the order of things. All these things aren't meant to be together, but they are. Yeah. And it was it's, just- just a, it's just a string of nice little moments that are gross and hard to look at. But <laughs> there is a there is a sort of beauty captured in them. Like when, when she washes his- can we Can we say sweetness? Yeah. When she like washes his hair, she- pulls it up like it's all covered in suds she pulls his hair up into like that little point on top of his head and then it just slowly starts to bend out of shape and fall and you the the shot just holds on that and we're just hypnotically watching watching his hair like fall down slowly out of shape um it's just shit like that and that scene tells us nothing about the story. We learn nothing. Well, there is no story. It's just that. That's the whole scene. And then the next thing we cut to could actually be most other scenes in the movie. Like, it's that mm. out of order. There's one scene where um, there's this family in in the house and um, they have, like, garbage everywhere as well. And then this kid is, like, moving the paintings around. <laughs> I don't know why he was doing it. And then he pulls one of them off and then there's just all these like bugs just like (laughs) sprawling around all over the wall. And then he just hangs the picture back up to cover the bugs and then goes and sits down with his family. This film could be edited and like reassorted in a lot of different orders and still perfectly work. Apart Mm. apart from, of course, I think a lot of the a lot of the scenes are transitioned well with music cues and things like that and voiceover. But when mm. it comes to the just the vignettes in general, the the order isn't important at all. Mm. You know, I think it's a it's a strange little experimental film, and I think it's worth checking out. Don't pay attention to all those shitty uptight critics. And I think it's like it's very rare that I'll watch a movie like this and not be annoyed by it, just because I don't like. I always think these things come across as pretentious, but this movie doesn't come across as pretentious. I was expecting to me. a super pretentious film. Hmm. Um, something that was like, thought it was smarter than what it is. That's the definition of pretentious, is something that thinks it's smarter than what it is. But literally, yeah. all he's doing is just capturing uh, this environment. And the, and the whole movie is an exercise in world building. I think that's what he does more than anything, is build this world, you know? Hmm. And yeah. it, and it's and it's amazing, and I'd and I I would want to see more. You know, that's the that's the thing is I could I could see more of this happily. Um, yeah. Which again, like a like a documentary where it's more like it's just fascinating to be exposed to this world, 
and to be introduced to the characters and see how they go about their daily lives. Nothing changes. There's not really any stakes involved. It It's just, you just watch these people do their thing yeah. and how they interact with each other and what they think and how they feel. Yeah. Um, I think we I think that's all I can really say about Gummo, except for it's not really that pretentious, you know? I, I think that's a, I think that's a big, big misunderstanding about this one. Uh, no, I think it's a pretty, actually a pretty humble movie yep. and I think he did a really bloody good job. It's a good one. Mm. Anyway, so in a, in a weird turn of events, uh, again, we, 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 we did the, the one that's technically the worst first. And, um, from, from that discussion, I think it, it's a really bizarre situation because we, we, we both liked that one, didn't we, Dane? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we liked the shit one. We liked the shit one. The shit one was really good. Um, and now uh, for his, I'd say, commercial breakout film, I think is probably the best way I can describe this. Would you agree? Yeah, um, it's uh, yeah, it's probably a breakout, I guess. It's got two of its three leads. Two of them are Disney girls. One's from Wizards of Waverly Place on the Disney Channel, and one of them's from High School Musical. So that's saying a lot already about where he is now compared to where he was 10 years earlier, 15 years earlier, sorry. Um, yeah. What? How would you do... What's the, uh, what's the story of this, of Spring Breakers? Okay, so four friends go on Spring Break and they get involved with a a gangster he's a, a, a drug dealer and they end up getting absorbed into that world things get slowly more out of control until they're criminals mm. um i think it's worth mentioning that the how they got to spring break was they um they robbed a a, a diner um and there's a bit of a weird dynamic between the four. One of them's like a good Christian girl. Her Two name of- is literally Faith, I think. Faith, yeah. Two of them are, are, are arguably the same person. Yeah. Um, you know? And, yeah. Then, and then there's the odd one out, which I think is Harmony, Harmony Corinne's wife in real life. Yeah. Um, who I think, yeah, as the film goes on, a couple, uh, two of the girls leave the situation and they kind of become two that it's, it's almost two of them. There are two sets of girls and both of them are interchangeable with each other. Yeah. You know, um, what did you, what did you think of, um, spring breakers, Dane? Uh, I think it mostly sucks my dick. Mm. Uh, how so? Um, again, like gummo, uh, a, a lot of it feels like, uh, non-linear mostly and what he's trying to do is is more capture capture real moments on film and then just shove them into the movie uh because they're they're interesting to look at and i think that that's true there's a there's a bunch of scenes in this that d- just like meander on aimlessly but they are interesting to look at because, you know, James Franco is doing something interesting with his face or whatever. So it's a lot of that shit. And it's like half of it is that, and you're like, what is this movie about? And mm. it ends up being about the gangster thing. But a lot of it is just these girls like walking around going spring break forever. Oh, this is a magic 
that mm. we're on spring break. So that's th- the movie. This that's film, it. this film is already called a cult classic, and I think it's it's regarded as being subversive, um, which I don't understand at all. You know, you you have I I it, it begins with montages of like Skrillex's fucking one of one of Skrillex's songs that sound exactly the same, mm. and like tits in slow motion and dudes with beers and big dicks. And they're all just like dancing on a beach. And from that opening shot, I kind of liked it because I'm like, okay, I don't know where I think he could go somewhere interesting with this. Mm. But then we're introduced to the lead characters. And one again, one of them is literally called Faith, who's basically just a Christian girl who I don't understand why she's friends with the other ones to begin with. She has nothing in common with them. And then the no. other, and then the other three are these fucking bimbos that are like, I that I just did not at any point believe that that they would get into university, and I didn't know why they wanted to be at university, and I, I they don't even try to tell us what they're doing at university. Um, so if 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 this thing is meant to be a descent into crime or you know the rise and fall of someone, mm. they didn't really set that up well. You know, but they they also start out that way. Like yeah. we introduced to these these girls who, all like already, have the same attitude that they have by the end of the film yep. when they're criminals. It's like at the start they already just want to be criminals, bad bitches. Yeah, yeah, and just... they say things like that. You know who these women remind me of is like what an incel thinks. Oh, like women are like women are like yeah yeah because like the first scene with them they're like bored in mm. class and then one of them writes i want penis and shows it to a friend and they giggle and then the other one draws a penis and writes in the penis a spring break bitch and then she pretends to suck off the penis mm. and then they and then they both like laugh in this like sort of we're bad bitches so way. so this the it's it's what we've got here is we've got two characters that are cripplingly cliche, right? Um, we have one that I, I'd argue that the pinkhead one was almost non-existent and pointless. You know, yeah. she was pointless, and then you have Selena Gomez, who's meant to be the moral compass of the film, but I still didn't like her because she's still going along with this. She's still culpable and. You know, there's no... Yeah, even she if would they... not be friends with these girls. And in fact, these girls aren't real people. People like this don't exist. So the they f- have so... no depth to them at all. So if, if she was friends with them, then that undermines who her character was anyway. Mm. You know, and then we and then it, they go to spring break and it's like just montage after montage after montage after fucking montage of them enjoying it. But 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 it's not but it's not fucking new footage the whole time. He recycles footage <laughs> and then and then I think he and then I think he goes, oh, fuck. OK, I need to make this go for fucking 90 minutes. So he records he records um, voiceover, which is them talking to their fucking parents, right? Mm. And then he repeats the voiceover as well. So it's it's, and it's like, 
so much of it. That, that is what it felt like. I'm so glad you brought it up because I was thinking as I was watching it, like, did he not have enough footage to make a whole movie? I don't think... No, he didn't. Clearly. Because he recycles some footage. There's a lot of pointless shit in there that isn't even good. Mm. And then half the film is in slow motion. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? Why do people like this movie? I think they get fooled by the the artifice images. Of the, I think it's the artifice. I think that I think if someone has any semblance of um, visual literacy, right, understanding of how things work and how things can how things can be. Are you okay? Yeah. Sorry, that just there was just this cute, huge buzzing sound. Anyway, um, if you have the if if anyone has any semblance of understanding how cinema works but they're not clever enough to know when they're getting sold snake oil by a snake oil salesman, mm. then this film would probably be really up their alley because mm. on the surface it is, auti- sorry, artistic. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, because there's enough in there for it to seem appealing. Yeah. A lot, of the, a lot of the imagery is nice. A lot of neon colors used to mostly good effect. Um and like even their costumes at the end where they they have the um the yellow bikini and the pink balaclava yeah over um and walking along james franco who i do think is pretty good in this um it's a cool image that you're like what was what was good about james franco in this I thought he, um, I thought he played that character alien quite well. Like I a, believed that that was a real dude, a ridiculous in... clown. Yeah. Okay. You didn't like him? No, no, I, really, I not at all. I didn't like him at all. I, I thought I, honest to goodness, I've seen him. I can, I can see when he's trying. And when he's given something that he doesn't need to try, and this is something that he didn't need to try, you put the you put the grills in, you put the tattoos on, you put the cornrows on, and he doesn't really need to re- try after that point. He can just do it. And I don't know, I just didn't feel like he was really working at all, you know. And and maybe sorry, maybe if he's improvising, look at all my shit, look at all my shit, look at all my shit. Look at all my shit. I got the guns. I got the money. I look at all my shit. Um, I laughed the first time that happened. Uh, when he goes, uh, look at my nunchucks. Yeah. Um, which yeah, I think He's was literally something... just pointing at props. Yeah. And then he's like, look at all my shit. And I'm like, okay, cool. I didn't mind that. But it goes on like three times too long. And then later... It goes back to that. He's on the bed saying, look at all my shit again. But that's just the whole film is that a scene ends and we start seeing more and then it goes back to the other scene <laughs> and, yeah. and not, not, and, and it's not like it, it, it's a continuation. There are times where it literally just goes back and shows it again or like shows it with voiceover and no, not the dialogue. And it's all meant to be like really, you know, like, Oh, oh my God, it's all coming into place and our oh, time and perspective and all this stuff. And all I'm thinking is like, honest to goodness, I think he was afraid of making a 70 minute film. I think yeah. 20 minutes of this was filler. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I, I think he should have just fucking made a 70 minute film. I, I give credit 
to whoever edited this for trying and for tricking a large majority of people. Yeah. But um, but no, overall, I don't like this movie at all. Um, no, and it doesn't go far enough with the violence. I think like because no. it it sounds it's an it's an appealing premise, and I think um, if you had have had it start out like a you know how it does, and then have it end like Scarface, which sort of it does, but not really. Like that, no one gets too incredibly fucked up no one's getting cut up with chainsaws or anything people get shot Mm. and that's like kind of it and i don't know i don't know if it's meant to be scary or funny i don't i don't know what it's 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 really trying to be cool it was meant to be cool but it's not though. I thought it was making fun of trying to be. No, cool. no, 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 no. Because no, these no, no, girls no, 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 are no, no. trying so hard. Their dialogue is atrocious. So you think it's sub- so you think this film is subversive? And I that thought that I don't think he I don't think he achieves the subversiveness, but I do think that's what he was trying to do because that's the only way I could explain the dialogue. Mm. That's like no, these women are actually really lame. They're try they're trying way too hard to be cool and dangerous. Um and also subverting the, you know, spring break, glitz, glam, all this, and then show the horrible, like criminal underbelly of that. Mm. Doesn't really do doesn't really show that that much and it's not too hectic. It still just feels like they're sort of on spring break. Mm. Um just hanging out with different people. And uh the other thing uh, like with the dialogue, it, it didn't, I had to even question, like, why is it written like that? Like, what are you trying to do here? Because it doesn't work. Like them running around being like spring break bitches. Yeah, we're bad bitches. I'm like, is he making fun of people like this? Or does he think they're cool? Does he think this is how teenage girls talk? No, no, no. He was trying to make fun of it. But, okay, yeah. but I, but. It's it's like it's like um it's like a fight for your right by um a fight for your right to party by the Beastie Boys, right? So you have a song that's really firmly tongue in cheek. Mm. Now, I'm sure but they 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 didn't pull it off enough to not have people take it the complete wrong way. Mm. You know, I I like that song and I understand where they're coming from, but I can totally understand why a bunch of people um, took it as a party song. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and this film doesn't do well enough at showing that the, this is stupid to, to justify that it's a satire, you know, it's, it's just a, it's just a, it's just a hipster, um, look at, you know, the, the fucking party scene and the, the, the 24, the you know 20 21 year olds in america it, it didn't feel separate enough you know um and it yeah i just don't think it worked also how weird is it to think that these are 21 year like for for anyone not in australia our drinking laws are 18 here so the shit that they're doing at 21 fucking we were doing when we were fetuses essentially so just <laughs> did you not find it funny just seeing 21 year olds getting cooked like they're like they're seventeen, eighteen. Oh yeah, I thought that they 
were like uh, 18, 19. Because I thought that they were just in their first year at uni. No, 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 no. And they had a break. 21. That's what what spring break is. It's when everyone's turned 21 and they can go and drink for the first time. Oh, yeah, that's pathetic. I know it's, I know it's so, it's, I know it's so (laughs) pathetic. Like, but, you know, again, like, I guess them having a party on a beach is better than me throwing up alone in a gutter in Orange when I turned 18, <laughs> you know? So, I think they're probably doing it better than me. You guys me. don't know how to party. Yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I, I'm, I'm, I, where you think James Franco is the best part, uh, that lets me down. Um, I, I kind of laughed at the music choices just because mm. it, the music carbon dated it so super hard like this movie couldn't have been made any other time but 2012 you know um right because with like all skrillex and skrillex shit. and all that shit and fucking yeah. uh, there's probably a david guetta song in there or you know what i mean like shit like that that was yeah. popular with normies in um in 2012 the, the year this came out is the year i graduated from high school so i mm. can i can just see that you know what i mean like can I ask you something? Sure. Who is this? Who is this movie for? Can you can you can you possibly tell me that? Because this... I can't think of a single person that would. I can't imagine having the conversation where someone says to me, "Oh, I love that movie. I think it's genius." This and, is and this that's is a, a f- real person with a real. That's their real opinion. This is a film school film, so it had s- some mainstream appeal because. It was kind of cool. So I can just imagine a lot of teenagers and 21-year-olds or whatever the fuck going and seeing this film and really like liking it because, again, they're smart enough to realize that it's kind of cool and then getting like attached to that. Mm. Um, the, same, the same thing for film students where they're, they're learning the craft and they're understanding how a story is told. And when something's a bit different, a bit more... Um, crafted in an interesting way because I'm not saying it's crafted terribly it's crafted in an interesting way but I can just see that it was just the fact that he fucking didn't shoot enough but mm. but the way that it's put together really would be appealing to someone who who has just learned to understand editing you know so that's why I think film school kids would love this shit yeah. and 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 semi intellectuals that that think that they like good cinema, you know, someone who likes... Yeah, it's a pretty pretentious thing to like this movie because, like, I think that uh, what a lot of, you know, experimental cinema does is uh, they just strip a plot out of it Mm -hmm. and then they just film shit in, 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 like, shots that go for way too long scenes that go for like fucking 10 minutes and it's one shot the whole time and the characters speak very slow and Mm. the music is just like some droning organ in the background and 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 that's meant to be like clever and it's not it's fucking terrible when it works it works for other reasons you can't just take an element out and expect that that makes it good. I think I think that this this film again is is treading a line where again it's kind of um, touching on the I don't want to say the word zeitgeist because it sounds like the most pretentious piece of shit, but I think it works with this film. So it's mm. kind of tapping into you know this sort of um, 
weird feminism, but also kind of fucked way of looking at it kind of thing that's going on in the world. But also it does have that party side, you know, that, that someone who likes partying and likes cool things where people get shot and people are drinking, yeah. I think could I think would be really enjoying those scenes, but are stupid enough to just switch off when it's the really pretentious art stuff and mm-hmm. then just come back alive when it's like the shooting and stuff. But yeah, then it's got the other side, which is the wank, you know, yeah. like playing fucking Britney Spears on the piano and just being really <laughs> contrived, you know. I actually liked that scene. Oh, well, you know, it, you Where can be James wrong. James Franco starts playing uh, that Britney Spears song on the, on the piano. Yeah, no, I, I, I had fully checked out by that point. There was a line that there was this, I just wanted to like gutter stomp myself at one point when, um, uh, that there's a scene where, you know, it's just a montage of just shots that, you know, of course, one of the scooter shots and the fucking pool shots and James Franco pointing guns and being edgy, but they keep repeating this, like this fucking sound bite about being like, are you scared? And it just, and that, that scene, I'm just like, come on, just, just get on with it. You know, what's really funny about the James Franco piano scene for me on my viewing of this, because I saw it when it came out and I swear to God, I remembered the piano scene being at the end. I thought that how that scene went down was they're getting ready to go fight these guys at the end and he, and they're. They're standing there with their pink balaclavas on and their yellow bikini and he starts playing a song just before they're going to get on the boat and go. And then when it does transition into the actual Britney Spears song, in my head, I thought that during the transition into the actual Britney Spears song and not him singing, that that's when we cut to them on the boat and then they get there and then the shootout happens while that song's playing. Yeah, And my opinion was... Oh yeah, but it's a good ending though. But that doesn't happen. It's no. like twenty minutes beforehand he does that. I just like rewrote the ending in my head and pretend and and just convinced myself that that's what happened because I think that that would have been better. Yeah, it's just it's it's on again. It's oh, it's really him grasping at straws and covering. But nothing happens during the Britney Spears song. Instead of that, what no. happens is um the Britney Spears song starts playing and then it's just slow-mo shots of them hanging out and kissing each other and, 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 and going spring break forever. I'd like, I'd like your opinion on this. Do you think this is a misogynist film or a feminist film? You know, I was thinking misogynist for a lot of it, especially when we're introduced to the, the three main women who just kind of act, uh, slutty and obnoxious very male gaze would you say yeah mm. and i was sitting there thinking like is this guy like a misogynistic perv or something because that's just the vibe i was getting from it but i don't know what he's doing because mm. i've read i've read online that there is very big there's a very big uh, opinion gap between uh people whether they think it's misogynistic or feminist i can see arguments for both but it's the sheer inclusion of male gaze that's real. And, you know, just like titties flying around everywhere and scantily clad women. And it was just- more in the, the more subtle things. So it's like, I think the only argument you can make for feminism in this 
film is that it's got women shooting guns. That's feminism for some reason. Mm. Uh, the the misogynistic arguments I'd make is that um, that all the females are written who are the main characters are written so one dimensionally. There's mm. just um, Selena Gomez who is a, a prude except she's at spring break for some reason mm-hmm. and hangs out with these like evil she's, sluts. She's punching cones and doing coke and shit. She's no, she's no fucking innocent, yeah. you know? But she, you know, likes church. Yeah. And with these other women, it's like, all they do is talk about having sex and, and, and they're, and they're very crude and sexual, almost porno like, but I can see that being a thing that he's like, that, that those can be characters but then it was all the shots of their crotches so i was like come on man like they're just how many times are they just lying in a hallway together just rolling around yeah and then it's just the camera is just filming their crotch see with the, and i'm the, like why why you know yeah i would I, I could make an argument for this being a feminist film if they maybe turned around and killed him and we're using him and we're basically being, fuck you, we are the masters of our own lives, we'll do what we want, right? But the, the film ends with them going on a suicide mission for him. Yeah. You know? Yep. So so they're, they're literally just his harem mm-hmm. doing his harem business, you know? And I don't know, there's... I, I, I can't really see... Um, how this is a feminist film. Um, no, and I don't think he was even thinking about it, whether it's... Oh, know, no, he would have had to. I've seen... I saw the uh, the, te- the the care and thought he put into fucking Gummo. I think he's... I don't think he's an idiot. Um, unless this is literally him being like, you know what, I'm going to make one for them, you know? One for right. me, one for you, one for... You know, that there's a bit of a... A thing with with directors is like if I make one for you and I make you money, then I I am then given the right to make a few more. So mm-hmm. maybe that was the case, but I don't know. It just seems still a bit too pretentious for that. Do you have anything else you really want to say about Spring Breakers? Nah, it's just like I do. F- just that I feel like maybe I don't get something. It did give me that feeling that it pissed me off, and I was like, that sucks, but. During the credits, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I just don't get it. Yeah. So we've um we've got a uh, a mailbag set up, and um just to just as a question, just because I think uh, Dane and I are kind of maybe missing some of the points when it comes to uh, Spring Breakers. If you if you have an opinion on Spring Breakers as to how this could be a feminist film or how we might be un- uh, misunderstanding, uh, we'll read it out on the next uh, episode. The email is movie butts pod pod at gmail.com so if you if you if you think you can convince us that this is a feminist film i'd really love to hear your yeah, opinion tell us tell us why it's good and we'll make fun of you and, for being and wrong or you know i'll change my opinion my modest opinion you know um i will never i will never i stand strong what if what if we get like a really well written critical breakdown as to how we're morons i'd i'd accept that I'd actually quite appreciate it. I would, I would internally, but I will never admit it. Yeah. (laughs) 
I'll um, just keep pretending that I didn't change my mind. Um, so, uh, I think it's your your turn um, this week to to pick what we watch next week, Dane. What's uh, what are we watching next week? Next week, I thought we could keep up the trend of um, I don't know what you want to call it, art house, auteurs, or, auteur yeah. cinema. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and watch some Jim Jarmish. Holy shit. So I'm I'm super down for some Jim Jarmusch. Uh do you want us to do you want to calculate his entire career or do you want to section it off or what do you want to do? I mean how long has he been going for? He's been going since the early 80s, maybe late 70s. Let me let me just have a look and see how many movies he's done. Uh give me maybe two. We should just do like the first bunch. Let's just I just want to see how many movies there are cuz if there's not too many then there's no real um there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. <laughs> How about we do till uh, ninety nine? So from eighty to ninety nine. Sounds good. Awesome. I'm super keen. Um, this has been the uh, movie butts uh, podcast. Sorry if we've been inappropriate. Um, thank you for listening. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs>